What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. All right, Momo, I'm going to let you have the floor here and respond at this shot across the bow. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that it. all you got? That's all you got, Mace? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. That's all you can find. I did a week of radio with you, and the only thing you got knocked me for is that I said mm, to show that I'm listening when people are talking. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I'm. I'm living okay then. Mace was uh, was a little ornery today. He took a shot at everybody except me today. Although I'm sure that'll come soon. Oh, that's tomorrow. Uh, yeah, you're asking for it. Yeah, I mean, he took a shot at Kaplan <laughs> for retweeting compliments. Yeah, I'll well, say this. Yeah, I'll say this. LZ, mm-hmm. I am not generally. <laughs> you did it too. You just said mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm not generally a guy that I don't, I don't even tweet that often anymore. Period. Unless I'm watching a game, but like I mean, occasionally it is nice to retweet a compliment. Twitter is so vile most days that it is nice to just occasionally say like, "Hey, someone says nice stuff." Now every day, I mean, it's a different strategy, but you know, whatever. I mean, listen. I don't care if he gets all upset because people actually take the time to text us a nice or tweet us a nice little note. They're tweeting him nice notes too. Yeah. Tend to your own garden. Stop worrying about our vegetables. We're good. Oh, that's a great saying right there. Tend to your (laughs) own garden, Momo, not our vegetables. We're good. (laughs) Oh, I have to say that. I should not say that. Nope, I should not say that. Nope. There's a filter in my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is a filter. Um, look, the, when I used to retweet a compliment here and there, and and then I my self consciousness got the better of me. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, that just seems like I'm too. I'm trying too hard, or whatever it is. But the truth is, everything you put on social media becomes part of how people know you. And so, if you want people yeah. to see you as as like, oh, people like her. Like, they don't always realize that they retreated compliments, right? So what but, I used to... But there's a compliment to compliment ratio that I like to find. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Like, for what? Every 10 to 15 compliments yep. you send out, you're allowed to retweet one of your own? Mm-hmm. So I- I'll Just say man. this. You know who used to retweet compliments all the time in- at this radio station? Mace? Marcellus. Oh, oh Marcellus. Oh. oh, he's... Oh, where did I know that name from? You know, <laughs> what did he, do? he used to work here, Elsie. Yeah. Oh, oh, was he that bald fellow with the broom? No, the broom. you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the, the guy broom. with the, you know, the janitor. The one that was in the back that was always so nice. No, 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 no not that guy. Uh. When he worked here, he had a lot less kids. Now he's got a lot of kids. Oh, Remember that guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but he used to retweet compliments all the time. I didn't see Mace picking on him. Yeah, I keep it positive. I mean, like, well, he's a football tr- player, so I'm sure Mace is not stupid. <laughs> right, there's True. that too. I guess that's yeah. an excellent point. Simple math, survival, yeah. if you will. I think yeah, Kaplan thing is- was only a kicker in college, so there yeah, you go. I, I had a cup of coffee yeah, in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. The way you, the way you can slyly be retweeting compliments is if you just, when somebody says, "Oh, that was a great story," love the show. If yeah. you respond to everyone, if you just say thanks, really appreciate that. People who have notifications for you will oh. just see the thank you, and yeah. then they'll be like, "Oh, okay." So that people love that story or whatever it is. Like, and I used to do that. I would write stories, and I I tried to reply to everyone, 
And then I realized that people have notifications for me just got like 75 notifications of me saying yeah. thanks. Really appreciate right. that. All of a sudden, people that have notifi- <laughs> notifications for you yeah. thought like something big really went down yeah. in the NBA. <laughs> so now all I do is I DM people. I say thanks. Like I'll reply to a couple, but I'm like, no, I just need to DM them or I need to just hit the like button. Because right. otherwise, it's just like too many, like 75 notifications. Seriously, Ramona, stop. Well, you know, here's the thing, yeah. too, that, that <laughs> you can kind of do, or at least sometimes I'll do anyway, mm. is that I forgive myself for retweeting compliments or bulletins, whatever, because I engage with people who don't agree with me. Oh, right. So it's like, I'm not all about just I'm being right or look at me, look at me, look at me. If someone doesn't like a take or something that I had to say and they hit me up, as long as they're being respectful, I'll engage with them. So yeah. I feel right. like as long as I do that kind of stuff, then I'm okay with retweeting something too. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's, I that's, think you're that's, right, George. I think there's so much negativity on social media that it's nice to like sprinkle in some of the compliments because the truth is you mostly only hear from the negative people. Right. You really like. I think the comment to negative, you know, the positive to negative thing is actually probably split 50-50. But like in terms of what our perception is, we just see the negatives. Like right. most people just yeah. re- retweet all, mean all, things. All, although Twitter's done a really good job, at least with my feed, for mostly filtering out the nasty stuff. Mm. I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I've adjusted some things on Twitter, and and their their filters work okay. Not ter- not great, but okay, like satisfactory, like yeah. a C just, plus. I just go through days where I just go, no, and that's not just today, it. Satan. I'm not doing any social media like yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. I, put, yeah. I put my phone down. I'm just like, you know, I'm good. You know, yeah. it's Father's Day. It's the day after Juneteenth. It's Pride yeah. Month. I had a lot going on. Yeah, so right. I was just like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah that's enough. I think social media has become for all of us who have been way in the spotlight of of it. Right when we, we get in the crosshairs, LZ, I'm sure you get a lot of. Girl. I mean, your mentions. I don't know. We should Girl. compare mentions. <laughs> we should compare our mentions. <laughs> no, we get no, some toxic no. stuff, right? Because I like um, to bury those bones and leave them underground. Yep. Yeah. And, and the truth is, is like, like you get so negative with it, but I, I realize like it's only negative if you give it power. Right. <laughs> it's only if you opt in. If you opt yeah. in and start engaging, then now it has power yeah. over you. But if you opt so, out, so no power. Kaplan does retweet a lot, but yeah. he also takes a lot of selfies. He does. And I don't know if his selfie game is actually good, though. Like, is it good? Like, hold on. Let me ask, like, the younger people on this show. Uh, mm-hmm. Laura, is Kaplan's selfie game good for National Selfie Day? I mean, I saw the one they posted. It was nice. He was out, okay. you know? It was good. Okay. 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 I trust you on these things. Yeah. Some of them, eh, you know? But the one that, Oh, okay. Well, the one that ESPN yeah. posted today was good. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> Greg, so Greg, you're not. You're, well, we know we were making fun of your picture the other day, so we know you're not a selfie person. No, I am not a selfie person whatsoever. So I'm the wrong person to ask. Laura was the right person there. No, okay, I mean, no, uh, he's you know he's like looking over the ocean in the selfie picture. So you know, it's, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like I like selfies. I like them. I think it's nice, and I think it's a nice yeah. way to like commemorate. Because do you get stopped for selfies a lot, George? People want to take their picture with you when you're out. I mean, at games, yeah. Yeah. That was games. a thing. Yeah. LZ, yeah. you. Are you into that? Do what? People want to take pictures with you? When when you're out, you know, people say, hey, LZ, I wanted to kind of take a picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought you were saying, like, when I'm out, do I like taking selfies? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. No, I don't do it myself. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's a nice thing to, like, that's a nice way of interacting. But I also 
think that there are really unfortunate selfies that get taken by people who don't know the rules of how to take a good selfie. And I think I'm in like Go a lot. On. Right? What do you, mean? you left. No, you you have okay. to fill those blanks. What are you, these rules when, you speak of? The rules is okay. You you absolutely cannot have any alcoholic beverages in the shot if I'm gonna take a picture with you, okay, or anything embarrassing because right. that's a bad look for me. I can't do this, and I don't want to have to ask. So just make sure that we're in a in an appropriate setting, okay. Number two, do not get too close to where if my husband sees this photo, he's gonna be like, "Who is that guy? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? Like he's all up in you know? I mean." At least now with the mask on, it's not so bad, right? Um, but there's also the way that you need to frame a selfie. Like, you're supposed to hold it up. Your hand needs to be above your head so that you're shooting down at you, okay? Because that's how you look good in a selfie. If you shoot up, it's like, now I got, I, I got like four chins. If you shoot up at me like that, what are we doing here? We're trying to make ourselves look good. And we need to like, <laughs> you need to raise your hand up high enough to do that. Do you need to wave them like you just don't care once they're in the air? Yeah, <laughs> right? And we need to, like, like, do not, like, like if we're going to take a nice selfie, like, generally, now we do kind of social distance selfies, so that's a whole other thing, right? But we don't need to have our whole body in the selfie. It just needs to be, like, like shoulders up. Shoulders up, put your hand up high, and aim down. Am I right, Laura? This is how you have to take a flattering photo. Is she there? She doesn't know. She's not there. I'm here. <laughs> that's how you take a flattering photo. You should have like that angle. The angle has to be it's correct. It's all about angles. Right? All of it. Look, some people are like, damn, you look so skinny. I was like, yo, good angles, okay? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, do not get too close. And if you're like, if you're kind of faded or whatever, like don't get like gross with me or have to smell your alcohol breath, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like I've definitely had the like people who pull you in for a selfie and it's kind of a squeeze, like an extra too, too much of a squeeze. That's, that's, mm. That's, that's a no-no. Yeah, that's a no-no. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I would a say no -no like a no-no for Momo. Yeah, no squeezing. No, no yeah. squeezing. Uh, no but, squeezing. <laughs> but to me, no like squeezing. generally, you can do some teasing, the... but no squeezing. <laughs> Not even the teasing. I think you, don't like the teasing? you know. Then what do we get out of this? I at least get the teasing. I mean, we can do something funny. We can do it like a like more of a funny pose. But I, like, I'm a yeah. married woman. I have a toddler. Come on. Every teasing is not a sexual tease. There's mm. the jovial tease. See, you the one that okay. went straight into, okay. into Funky That's Town. Okay. I was just yeah. saying a tease. Funky Town. <laughs> She's like, I'm a married woman. Don't you dare make me mad. I know. Because the thing is, like, my husband is going to see that somewhere. If it comes out weird, it's, he's going to see it. He's you know? fine. He's fine. I thought he was your side piece, remember? I know. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Hey, speaking of selfies, there was a video selfie today taken by Las Vegas Raiders defensive end Carl Nassau. Yeah. Um, and he came out of the closet today, and he announced a $100,000 donation to the Trevor Project, a suicide prevention organization for the LGBTQ youth. Uh, pretty big moment for an active player, LZ, in the NFL. Um, I know Michael Sam uh, did it pre-draft, but to have someone in that league to do it uh, while they are an active player, a pretty big step, I would say. No? Well, history says yes, yeah. right? I mean, you framed it perfectly. I mean, Michael Sam was definitely a big story, but he was pre-draft and drafted and played, you know, in the defunct preseason. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, you know, never actually made it to Sundays. And, you know, we've had Wade Davis be on the practice squad. I mean, I, I can go down the list of guys – who have touched the league or came out once they've left the league, but never a guy to come out while still very much an active player in the league. And so Carl has done something that 
a week ago I did not think was possible. And no one actually who listens to our show regularly thought this was possible. Not Cap, not Sedano, not Greg, not Laura. Listeners, I'm now going to Vegas. <laughs> All right. I know, Look at I know, that. I know, I know that I said that I would never, I hate Vegas. I won't go to Vegas. Vegas stinks. Vegas is awful. Ramona, you wasn't here. They were dragging <laughs> me to Vegas. And I was like, you have no idea how much I hate Vegas. But yeah. damn it, Carl, I'm going to Vegas. And apparently. Now we're going to watch a Raider game. Yeah. Apparently I'm going eight times. Cause, hey. Because I need to make sure that you know you're not alone. And the the coming out part when you're a public figure, mm. the first wave is hard. But you also have the support. We're right there. HRC, Trevor Project. Everybody's ready to go. We're ready to fight for you. But then we go away. Mm. And then you're just you. And then it's you. you got to manage your life. And the protective shield is gone, but the antagonizers are still there. Mm. So I hate Vegas, but I love my people. So I guess... Guess I gotta find a way to get to Vegas eight times this season. All uh, right, there we go. No, Elsie, no. I know, girl. I know. I know. He came out. What I supposed to do? That's true. We gotta go support. Why didn't he come out next year? Can, can, I, can, I, call you a, can I call you a Raider fan now with me? Oh, come on. Join, join Momo. Wait, 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 Momo's on. Let's also try this. You ready? Fan. You ready? Momo, do you want to come to watch the the Raider game with us at the Roomba? Raiders. <laughs> Just try that on. Try that on. You can try it. Raider. Raider. You can do it. You can what do key it. is that in? Just I'm lean in. To get it right here. <laughs> you just got to go. It's, a, it's, a, it's the long A. Raider. Listen, listen. Come on. Coming out is a long, hard process. Mm-hmm. Don't force me out of this Raider closet yet. I just found out I was in it. <laughs> just found out I was in it. No, but in all seriousness, no, I, I'm going to get there as, as often as possible um, because it is important. Representation matter, but so does support. So. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point about, you know, being there after the initial phase, right? Because that is, that's the hard part. The initial part is hard and you get a lot of attention, um, but it's when everybody goes away and you still now, you know, I don't know how we feel about the phrase in the closet, okay? But there's a reason why people stay in the closet in the sense that it's comfortable there, right? There's a safety Mm -hmm. there because you've got things set up where you don't have to deal with um, what he's going to have to deal with now. And hopefully it's all good. Okay. But once, once you come out, it's not just like, okay, open the door and close the door. Like you're just out. There's no, right. there's no protective support system around anymore. Right. And you know, in his, and you can go to his Instagram. I think it's just mm-hmm. his name, right? I'm going to look it up here or whatever, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just Carl. You know, yeah. yeah. I think it's just his name. And he talks about having the support of his family and friends. And then there's a, there's a post yeah. He has brothers, by the way, LZ, that play in the league as yeah, well. His yeah, brother is the backup quarterback for the Giants, I believe. Well, I was I was going to say that yeah. apparently it, 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 it appears as if the Raiders knew this information for a while. Right. That this isn't something that he told them, you know, yesterday, right before the post. It seems mm-hmm. as if he's been well supported, uh, even within the league, even if it's just a smaller circle, and we all have know those stories of guys being out, but just among small groups of people, not the entire league and certainly not the world. Maybe that was the circumstances for him, but whatever it was, he felt safety in that locker room, which out of everything that we talk about with this story, knowing that he felt safe in that locker room, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. 100%. Agree, for sure. All right. This portion of the show is... got to win. 
Yeah, no, exactly. Well, you you still you, you still ain't gonna let them off the hook about that I mean, part yet. Listen, because now if they don't win the Super Bowl, we're gonna be like, oh, well, they had a gay dude on the team, so now we gotta win. <laughs> yeah, it won't be because the of the history. It won't be because of Gruden. It won't be because of Carr. No, no, no. Yeah. It's the gay dude. So now he's gotta win. Doggone it. Hope he becomes this, a Ram. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Hey, coming up next, Greg, how much money do we have to give away for Bash for Cash? It's a big lot today, right? Yeah, if you get the right guy on the Dodgers, it's $600. If you get the right guy and the right inning, $1,200. All right, so stick stick around. Listen during the commercial break for the cue to call, and you can win either $600 or $1,200 if you pick the right person. Uh, we'll do that. Plus, we'll look back at game one between Clippers and Suns. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thank you, Christopher. We have our Bash for Cash contested today. Big, big money. Bryant Hunter from L.A. is with us. Bryant, how are you? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? All good, brother. All good. So here's the deal. This is how it works. We need you to pick a Dodger player to hit a home run and then tell us what inning you think they'll do it. If you predict the correct player, you'll win 600 bucks. But if you predict the correct player and the correct inning, you'll win 1200 Dollars. Here's the catch, though. If we don't have a correct prediction today, folks that are listening right now, tomorrow's cash prize goes up to 700 and 1400 respectively. But my man, Bryant, you're going to win. So give us your prediction. That's which right. player from the Dodgers you. and which inning? I'm going to go with my man, JT, Justin Turner, in the fourth inning. Okay, Justin Turner in the fourth inning. So Bryant Hunter from L.A. picks Justin Turner in the fourth inning. Bryant, good luck, bro. We'll put you on hold, okay? Thank you, guys. Appreciate you, man. Yes, Good sir. Luck. Yes, sir. And make sure to listen tomorrow at 4.15, and we'll have another Bash for Cash contestant. And special thanks to Owning, bringing safety and simplicity to refinancing your home. Visit owning.com for more information today. I love this little lounge music. Oh, Momo's never been here for the lounge music after Bash mm. for Cash. Um, I don't Did know. Like I feel like when I'm driving around, I listen ones? to you guys. No, I, I listen to you guys when I'm driving around, and I think the loungy music... Usually it's like rush hour. I'm driving someplace, and I I don't know. I, it, it's good for me. Like yeah. I do feel like I fall asleep a little bit on the freeways though when it comes on. It it, it, it brings it's not like pump it bring, up. It brings yeah. some uh, some calmness, is what I would That's say. That's true. And yeah. as LZ said, would you like an olive with your martini? Mm. I do. I oh, I, this cheese. is again where my filter. This is where my filter comes in. Oh, go I was gonna be like, no, I always like a dirty martini. You know, I always you when I order a martini, joke. you can make. That I know, joke. but it's I yeah, but then you're gonna do a drop for the the rest of the time I'm on the radio. Yes, I like my martinis dirty. I gotta like lower my voice, right? Oh, how dirty do you like hey. your martini? As Laura. dirty as you can, right? I mean, just you Laura, all... get it, get it, Laura. <laughs> I mean, I can keep going. I, I was like, do you want all of the olive juice? I would like as much olive juice as you have. <laughs> There's more in the back. Come on. Oh, okay. We got to stop here. We're both You <laughs> said this. See, see? I could be straight. I could do the straight stuff. Oh, see? you can. Mm-hmm. I know. Panny dropper. 
<laughs> no, it's true. I haven't ordered a martini in a while, but when I do, <laughs> I'm gonna so stop right there. I'm gonna stop right there. That's true. That is too funny. But, George never gonna look at me the same way. He's like, oh, oh, stop Momo. it. Who cares? Sorry, you were like this wholesome mom. No, no. We all got a wild side, Momo. We all know that. Speaking of a wild side, the NBA playoffs, huh? Woo! Boy, that was a that's good interesting. transition. Yeah. <laughs> that's a wild side there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So so let's do it this way. Let me let me ask you, LZ. Mm-hmm. Now, you, we talked about this a little bit the other day, about the youngins yes. stepping up. Yes. But the youngins are going to be front and center here in one way, shape, or form. Um, I don't know if, if I'm the NBA, I'm thrilled about the Eastern Conference. Like, I'm okay with the West, certainly. But I look at this now, and the way it has unfolded, we are going to potentially see... And I know Clipper fans, I've been on your bandwagon, LZ, as you know, mm-hmm. for a while here. I've picked you every series to this point. That he has. But I picked against you in this series. It is. Was, was uh, that before on, or after Devin cooked them? Oh, no, no. It was before. <laughs> Suns and Seven was the original pick. I um, told you you wanted to see that Devin-Donovan matchup, man. I told you that's what you really want to see. No, no, no. No, no, no. I did not. I did not. I did want the Clippers <laughs> to get there. I wanted them to get to the conference finals. But – Without Kawhi, and Momo can tell us about that situation, uh, without Kawhi, I don't think they have a chance of winning. If they were going to win any game, it was going to be game one. I, I didn't – yeah, if they didn't do it, I don't feel great. I know Ty's great at adjustments and all the stuff we've talked about before. I just think this Suns team has been really dominant for the most part. They have. They have been. And the more they begin to gel together and build confidence, the less stinging – it is for me to look back and go, the Lakers had a 2-1 lead against this team, and then the wheels Ooh. fell off. Yeah. Because the wheels fell off because of injury. Right. When we were – when our top-tier players were healthy enough to play, because I'm not going to say they were healthy, but healthy enough to play well, we won. And, and, and every time I see the Suns go out and sweep a Denver, and I don't know what they're going to do to the Clippers, but it look like they got bad intentions. <laughs> um, I just go – Damn, that could have been our run. But it's not. And this is a, it's a different story. And it is a fantastic story because you got Monty Williams, you got Chris Paul, and then you guys all know I've been talking about the young cats. And Book, it's hard, it, I'm having a hard time calling him a young cat now because the bigger the stage, the bigger he performs. That's yeah. not young cat behavior. And no. I don't know what Trey Young is out there doing because that ain't young cat. Be- He's 22 damn years old, Momo. Right, right. He should not be doing this. Yeah, the thing with Trey is he has been the smallest guy on the team for his whole career. So he has this, like, I'm going to show you mentality. He has this, like, I mean, did you see him yesterday when he made that shot and he started doing the push-ups? Yep. <laughs> like, he started doing the push-ups in the middle of the game. And I was like, you know what? Like, other people, if they did that, they would get slapped. Like, they would get in trouble. Like, people would get upset with that. Like, and then, but his whole mentality of, like, I'm going to stick it to you, even though you're not right. going to believe that this little guy's beating you. Like, he just does that, and he's been like that. And then I think it's rubbed off in his whole team. Do you see, like, John Collins from the Hawks showed up to his press conference wearing a, a shirt of him sure dunking did. on Embiid. <laughs> sure I'm like, Whoa, it is. these wounds are still raw. <laughs> like, you just wore the shirt to that. I mean, maybe the next round or the day after, but, like, that day? Girl. That, 
Mm. I was like, I don't know what vendor service you have, but woo, they making money. I know. I, was, I mean, part of me is part of me likes the trash talk. I like it when people, you know, get into it. It gives us something to talk about, makes the games a little more fun. The sportsmanship side of me wasn't a fan of that T-shirt. I'm like, mm, when with Grace, you know, when was, I, you know, I forget that. I know it's good for us stuff. in the media. I get it. But, you know, this it's like take the win. Act, you know, like we're here for the class. body counts. Momo. I know you are. I know. I know. Look, and that, it's so rare to catch popular. a body. Remember, it's it's rare to catch bodies in the league now because dudes are out there shooting threes all the time, even the big man. We're so not we're, shooting. Or so not we're shooting. Not, or listen, I done told you about Derek McKee. <laughs> oh come I, on! I done told. I done told you about him. Have Oof. I not told you, George? Since since the day he was drafted, have I changed, George? You have not. You have not. But Derek McKee is an insult in my estimation. Actually, you're right. Derek McKee should be insulted because he oh, would have scored, well, he would have scored 10 points at some point Oof. during those elimination games. He would have scored 10 points at some point. He took 16 <laughs> damn shots. I know. He did shoot. He just didn't make any of them. <laughs> did and then the ones that he didn't shoot were particularly bad like let me tell you something where he doesn't want to get fouled oh, i have defended ben i have simmons. defended ben simmons a ton momo he when sure he has. had a dunk I know. attempt and passed it to matisse Thibel in the corner who was like what this is coming like, to me why do i have this yeah i was like what i literally screamed i was at my friend's house okay yeah me, it was me him and his wife watching the game yeah. and i jumped out of my chair on his sofa and and said what are you doing? <laughs> I have so I, much sympathy for him because I went through something similar like this in my really? career. Yeah, throwing the ball. Um, I used to have a really good arm, and then they got me thinking about my throwing motion, right? So I mm -hmm. would, like, they just, it was something about how I s release the ball and how it spins. And then I never used to think about how I would throw. As soon as they got me thinking about how I threw, then I was thinking about how I throw. And then I started aiming the ball, and it's like that whole syndrome. And you're like, mm -hmm. it's so difficult. And I knew my teammates, they were just, they were patient with me. They cared about me. They were encouraging. But everybody was like, just throw the damn ball. Like, seriously, <laughs> can you just get over this already? Can you just, I mean, this has been years, like years. And I mean, I would read every sports psychology book there was. I had strategies for overcoming. It never oh. goes away. Once that hits you, it never goes away. Even playing slow pitch softball, I'll be out there in my beer league. And I still think about throwing the ball sometimes. I'm like, oh, dang, man, me, that is, that's why I'm worried about him. Like once it becomes this level of a thing, really hard to undo it. I would love to just kind of chat with people because there's plenty of people here who listen to this show that have played sports at a pretty high level. You know, even high, you know, great high school players or college yeah. players yep. Yep. who have probably gone through similar things like yes. that, whether it's what yeah. Simmons is going through. Nick Anderson once went through that yep. many years ago. Marshall Knopp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Chuck Knobloch, uh, famously. Steve Sack, the Rick Ankiel. Yeah, it happens. right. And, and God knows we've seen plenty of episodes of tennis players, great and small, yeah. right. get the yips on their serve. I mean, we saw yep. Serena yeah. get the yips yep. on her serve. Yeah. So it's a weird thing. Oof. Yep. So eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Bring it here for a second. Uh, we'll we'll get your thoughts on that. Has it ever happened to you? Uh, plus, overrated, underrated. All next here on seven ten ESPN. Back in three minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you very much, Chris. And we'll start. But it is a new week, so everybody has their get-out-of-jail-free card, including yes. you, Momo. Okay. So, all right, let's start with birthdays, like always. And LZ always starts off the birthdays. So we're going to go Chris Pratt or Juliet Lewis. Overrated, underrated. Juliet Lewis. I'm going to say Chris Pratt is underrated. How's that? Yeah, I agree with you, LZ. I think Chris, I think Chris Pratt. Pratt. You don't want to really rip Juliette Lewis. Um, what was the movie she did with Woody Harrelson? What was the name of that? Um, oh, Natural that was Born a good Killers? Movie. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think that she... I, I think that when people think Chris Pratt, they think of goof and humor, and they should. Right. But he's... He's a layered actor and performer, and I, I've seen him take some chances, and I would like to see more of those chances because I think he's overrated in his acting. Oh, overrated! I think he's no, no, underrated. no, underrated. I mean, underrated, yeah, underrated, yeah, yeah, underrated. I think he's underrated. I think he's really good. I think he actually can play a lot of different roles, and he's kind of seen as this like action star guy, but I think he can be much more diverse. By the way, speaking of diverse, did you Sasha Baron Cohen? Have you seen him in this Netflix thing, The Spy? No, totally, yeah. No, it's no, really no. Good. He's, ex- he's incredible in it. He's, he's actually great. a really good dramatic actor. Yeah, did not he, know. He really is. So. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with LZ and Momo. What's next? All right, Sedano, we missed this last week, but Brad Stevens has made his first move as GM of the Celtics. See you later, Kemba Walker. And on his way back to Boston is Al Horford as Kemba Walker goes to OKC in a salary dump. Is this move overrated or underrated? Which part of it? The Celtics the, uh, the, the it? Yeah, the Celtics aspect of it. Um, I would say it's... I would say it's underrated. Al is liked there. Uh, he left, obviously, for Philly, and that hasn't worked out. He played much better in OKC until they wanted to sit him because they were losing games, or they wanted to lose games. But I thought he played pretty well. He's not the guy he was when he was there the first time, but he's... A, you know, I don't want to say a shell, uh, but he's some semblance of that. They could use a adult in that locker room, in my estimation. He certainly provides that. So while I don't think he's going to be the Al Horford of four years ago uh, from a production standpoint, I think he can help them in certain ways. So I would say underrated. I'm going to say, oh. I think it's underrated in the sense that I think Al Horford was like out all of they, they basically just told him to take a seat. Like, this is your sabbatical year. You don't have to play. You're in Oklahoma City. We don't actually want to win. So please just sit out and be a nice guy. And he was like, okay, just get me out of here after this year because I do feel like having the rest of my career. Um, Al was great in Boston. He will do they, – they have needed a great, a much better uh, front court uh, than, ever since they let him go, right? Well, I don't think they let him go. I think he just left. Uh, but they've needed somebody who can st- do something with Joel Embiid or any other guys in the in the post. So that's a, that's a good move for them. I do think it hurts them a little bit though because they signed Kemba Walker to that big deal. Other free agent who's like their first free agent that they signed in a lot in a while, and yeah. Boston doesn't usually get free agents. So and they're like, see ya. Yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> um, I think it's underrated in the sense that I'm now curious to see what Kemba's going to be flipped for. Oh, no question. Yeah. So that's the part of me that I think that's underrated. I don't really care what happens in Boston. I really yeah. don't. 
Um, Although I do like Al. I don't know if you not like no, him. No, yeah, no. Nice guy. No, yeah. Al's a great guy. I've been in like travel Europe with Al. I know Al. He's a great guy. Yeah. But I don't care what happens to Boston. This uh, is about what happens next with Kemba because I think he's probably going to stay west and that may have a domino effect. I mean, do you think they do you think they flip him for more draft picks? Oh, I don't, well. <laughs> well, draft picks and a young player maybe, a prospect. Right. If there's yeah. a well, they will have all the draft picks. They'll have yeah. all the draft picks. I mean, they have 17 <laughs> from now through 2027. There's only 16 roster spots. There's like 15, I mean, 16 roster spots. What are you going to do? No, like, I, mean, I mean, right. Yeah. you got to hold you on to draft up. picks. But, I mean, mm-hmm. there's also, you know, the conversations of we don't know what's going to happen with Dame. So, we don't know if that's going to be part of a three-team deal. We don't know what's going to mm-hmm. happen here. We don't know what's going to happen there. So, when I talk about domino effect, they do have a crap load of, of picks, but I, it's – how they flip Kimba, I think, is the decision that impacts the Lakers more so than what the Celtics did. They're going to want like a Shea Gilgis Alexander type back, I think, right. for Kemba. And and some picks. for Kemba. For <laughs> well, Kemba? I'm saying like no, no. It, not not maybe not a player of that caliber, but a young prospect and a pick is my guess. Yeah, look, somebody we'll give him that. Look, somebody give him that. Some we'll team see. that like needs another guard. The problem with Kemba is he's so he's hurt a lot, and he has a knee that's not going to get well, much recently. better. Recently. Yeah, he and, was and very he, durable up until he, he got was. to Boston. Yeah, the problem with Kimba older. is he's six yeah. feet tall. Right, <laughs> that's the problem with Kimba. Right, he's six feet tall, but played like he's six ten. Yeah, he's played like he's six ten. Yeah. I don't right. know. I mean, there's a team out here in Los Angeles. Actually, two teams out here in Los Angeles that could use a point guard. That's I don't true. care how tall he is. Girl, I said that girl. LZ, but you didn't want him because he's too small. You <laughs> like Laura? You like you didn't like you don't like small dudes? He little dude. He little. That's all Laura, I'm saying. Laura Kevin don't Durant, like small dudes, and she is she's uh, she's being well. Put it this way: KD just missed that shot. It wasn't that defense. Put it that way. He didn't even see old dude underneath him. <laughs> oh man, Drew Holiday. KD needs a half size shoe smaller, and he'd be a, he'd be the in game would have been over. Right <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, what's next, Greg? All right, Momo. A few weeks back at the PGA Championship, Bryson DeChambeau got into Brooks Kepka's interview, and it really, really bothered Kepka. Well, DeChambeau did it again last uh, week at the U.S. Mm. Open. He jumped up and threw his hands in the air in the background while Kepka <laughs> was being interviewed again. Is this troll job by DeChambeau overrated or underrated? Hmm. My my usual answer would be underrated because we don't see this in golf very much. Um, but I've said underrated for everything, so I'm going to say overrated because at the end of the day, like golf isn't really one of those sports where you have like rivalries. Like there's no contact. There's a trash talk. You're not actually like supposed to be quiet when people are shooting and stuff. So it's yeah. it's not like they can put you a hard foul next time out. The ninth grade. <laughs> uh, I like it because of that. I think he's the anti golfer. Now he's not Happy mm. Gilmore golfer, yeah. but he's kind of like Gronkish in in a in a way. You know what I mean? So mm. I, I'm okay with him. Uh, being that, and Brooks Kepka takes himself very seriously. Yeah, he does. So I like the fact that he's screwing with that guy uh, of all people too. So um, I'm going to say underrated because I like just the the nonsense of it. I'm going to say it's underrated, just because anything coming out of golf besides. I'm sorry. What was I talking about? Yeah. Oh wow. wow. What you didn't get excited with? Uh... <laughs> With a I'm John Rom, you didn't get excited. It's just it, you know what, it's it's an activity that I can appreciate. I know it's very very difficult to do. Um, it just isn't my theme, you know. That's all. Right. 
Okie doke. That is yeah. overrated, underrated. All right, let's. We're gonna get to the calls here in a second. We were talking earlier about Ben Simmons and his yips. Have you ever had the yips? Have you ever had a mental block? Has something ever, whether it's athletically, academically, at your uh, place of business, where you've just been like, bro, I'm fried. I can't believe I can't do what I normally can do or what I normally should be able to do. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Plus, coming up next as well, uh, we got to get to this Dodgers-Padres. Is, you know... Does it still have the juice now that the Padres have kind of slid back a little bit? I would say yes, and I'll tell you why in just a moment. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, so there's two things we need to get to before we get right into the calls. There's people on hold if you want to jump on at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Let's start with the music and work our way backwards to the rejoin. This is David Hasselhoff. No. Yeah. (laughs) Play it, Laura. Crank it for a second. It sounds like erasure a little bit. Man, these lyrics are... I want to erase it. Can we do yeah. that? This so is, D- David somebody Hasselhoff, really wrote these. Yeah. yeah. Released released his third studio album, Looking for Freedom, 32 years <laughs> ago today, June 21st, 1989. We know Dirk Nowitzki. It's a big David Hasselhoff yeah. guy. Uh, David was big in, in Germany. His music was very big in Germany. Um, I remember during those NBA finals, uh, the fans would have pictures uh, like those, you know, like those like cutouts of David Hasselhoff all over the arena. It yeah. was actually kind of funny. Um, but yeah, the Hoff, man. Listen, I loved Knight Rider as a kid. He'll always be Michael Knight to me. That's the way I look at it. So, yeah. Oh, I, man. I, I never understood the fascination. You know, it's just sort of like, how did that happen? But then I look up and the Don music Johnson thing, has you a, mean? John, yeah, Don Johnson has like a hit single. So I guess, you know, Heartbeat. Whatever. Heartbeat. Yeah. Looking for your heart. Heartbeat. Yeah, he's very, he strains a lot, Don Johnson. Laura, can you find yeah. that song? Patrick Swayze had an album. Patrick Swayze? He did, he but did that song album? was awesome. She's was Like it? the Wind? She's Like the Wind was a good song. Oh, it's a good song. I, I don't know if the whole album was good. No, no, but oh, She's like, like the Wind is a good ballad. Then it was like, yeah. She's Like the Fire, She's Like the Earth, She's Like the Wind. Yeah. Yeah. Rest Silly. in peace, Patrick Swayze. Gone too soon. Um, is this Don Johnson? There it is. No, this is The Wind. Oh, this is uh, Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also they had the video that could be set to Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Through My Trees. Oh, yeah. that's a lyric. <laughs> <laughs> Better not see that in your next piece. All I know. <laughs> This is like got to be what late 80s? I dirty dancing. Whatever dirty 80, dancing game. What is this? Yeah. 87ish? Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't know she's done. Oh, he soars there. He's I soaring. Feel her breath in my face. <laughs> her body close to me. Nope. Nope. Don't do it. Can't look in her eyes. Here comes the note. 
She's out of my league. Just a fool to believe I have any. What do you think the background singers were thinking that day? Oh, man. Like, She's man, like this guy, wind. like, he can get a song, but I can't. He's got a like, song. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dog, he's famous. That's why. What kind of industry is this? Yeah. Like, background singers are good. They're good singers. They're really good. Singers. They're fantastic yeah. singers. They're so yeah. good. And then it's just because nobody can market them. Yeah. It's, it's, such a, it's such a terrible, terrible predicament to be in. Like, I know, have you guys seen that documentary? Like, one of the things, like, Six Feet from Fame or something like that? Mm. Anyway, it's about some of the great background singers, like, of all time. Uh-huh. Right? And they interview, like, a whole slew of them, including <laughs> Lisa Fisher, who actually won a Grammy when she did a single as a oh, solo wow. artist. And then she went back to do background for Luther Vandross. And it's like really, really like fascinating. But the thing that kept, huh. I kept th- cracking up about, there are some songs that we love only because of the background singers. Right. Like, like when I yeah. think about Sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. Sledgehammer is about the background singers. Yeah. yeah. Like, Peter Gabriel, you all fine and dandy, but that's the background singers. Can you yeah. imagine the background singers on American Idol? Like, you have to, like, you're probably a really good singer. <laughs> and then you have to get up there with, like, and, and when they get down to, like, the finals, okay, usually the singers on American Idol are pretty good. Right. But when they're, like, in the early rounds, Ooh. and you've got to sing background for some 14-year-old kid, oh. <laughs> is, is this Don what Johnson? Is this? What is this? Don Johnson heartbeat. Ooh. This is terrible. Patrick this is, is really much bad. better than this. This still hit the top ten. It did? It did. <laughs> Pretty sure this is a top 10. Well, I think it hit number wow. eight or something like that. Wow. Can you imagine if you're the songwriter who wrote this and they're like, we're going to give your song to Don Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm assuming you're just like, at that point, I don't care. Just anybody they recorded. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is like every 80s song I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's 1986. Oh. It yep. reached number 17, LZ. Wow. Oh, it was only number 17. I thought it was a top 10 hit. Yeah. Only top 20. Imagine if they could have got America was sensible <laughs> back then. Yeah. Right, let's go to the You know what, though? The worst actor ever as a singer is not even yeah. close. Who? Pierce Brosnan, Mamma Mia. Oh, is there, any, is there anything worse? Yes. Actually, yes, there is. Did you not see Les Mis with <laughs> Russell Crowe? Oh no, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. That is pretty. That's bad. worse. It, yeah, way that's worse. worse. That's where you just yeah. blame the agent. Like, what made yeah. you think it was a good idea to put your right. star in that? I role? think Anne yeah. Hathaway won the Oscar for not laughing in the movie. I think that's why she actually won it. <laughs> let's oh, let's go to the. Oh, you thought Russell was saying Laura? <laughs> no, but I like the movie. <laughs> Let, let's go to the phones, Lenny in Inglewood. What up, Lenny? Hey, what's up, George? Listen, I'm calling first of all to give you your flowers, George, because you were on it, man. From the you keep you stay true to the game when it comes talking about the Clippers, just as a basketball fan. And I'm gonna tell you something, LZ. I'm disappointed. I thought you were petty with your take about people are concerned and they want to see Booker and Mitchell. Man, I live in barbershops and I live in black comedy clubs. Ain't nobody talking about seeing Donovan Mitchell. And Booker, because the playoffs are about grown men. The average age of the last 10 championships were 29 years old. So the story, and there was five stories when the Clippers won on Friday. The first was the, the, the team was owned by a vowed racist, and it was taken over by a much more benevolent uh, 
uh, community-minded owner in Balmer, and against the backdrop of Juneteenth, we have now Tyloo being crowned as probably one of the best coaches in the NBA. Okay, then you got the story of people want to know, will Paul George be able to remake or reclaim his image, all right, and reclaim the narrative? You got that story. Then you got, for the, for the youngest story, you got Terrence Mann. Wasn't even drafted in the first round. Came out and put in work on the Jazz. And I know you talk about you a baller, baller, you baller culture. And I love the fact that George never chased off by that because I'm nice with it too. And the only thing the problem is you guys, got, got, I'm 60 pounds away so you could probably cook me like a can of ragu. But I'm telling you, that's not the story. And you missed the story as a journalist about what happened with the Clippers. I'm out. Well LZ, said. Would you, LZ? Would you, I mean, I, I, you're entitled to your opinion, though. I mean, you yeah, wanted to see I, younger guys. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though. No, there's no pushback. It's all good. It is. That's, see, that's the beautiful thing about the league. Yeah. You can plug in wherever you fit in. He He's talking about Paul George and the Clippers, and that's all fine and dandy. And at no point did I say that was not a story. What I said was, I prefer to see the young ballers. And while he's in comedy clubs and he's in barbershops, so am I in barbershops on the basketball court and other places where people who love ball congregate. And when you check Twitter and when Donovan's balling out, I do believe the league is responding, is it not? So I feel confident in what I said, and I'm sure he feels confident in what he said. Ain't no beef. I ain't gonna need to defend. He's got his opinion. I got mine. I'm true to it too. And we all saw what Donovan did in that game seven. We all saw what Book did in game one. So you tell me if you want to see them ball against each other or not. Yeah, I will say this. <laughs> uh, the one thing we should mention, and he brought up, was Terrence Mann. Mostly yeah. because we wa- I want to make fun of Bergman for oh, literally yeah. going, oh, you guys going to talk about Terrence Mann last week at some point and, uh, in a meeting, which we outed him for. And, uh, yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, we did. We outed him. Uh, on Pride Month and point. we outed him. It's always you're always out of me for something, but yeah, it was a bigger point all around. But that's yeah. fine. That's yeah. fine. Did you were you okay when Terrence Mann was balling again? Like were you were you? <laughs> Look, he's a, he's a good young player, and it was never anything against that. But I just don't I don't want to spend time like breaking down Terrence Mann. No, game. we're not that breaking it down, but we just got to right. That, that was the yeah. point. Not yeah. not anything about him himself. All yeah. I know is I covered that game six, and when I had to write my lead to my story, I wrote about Terrence Mann. Like oh, I know it's a national story. But the, you know what the national story was? Out. Everybody was watching this game, and it wasn't Paul George, and it wasn't Marcus Morris, or even Reggie Jackson. It was Terrence Mann. It was the Terrence Mann points. game. It was yeah. the Terrence Mann game. That's what, yeah, and everybody remember Zach Lowe tweeted something like, if Terrence Mann gets 50, let's all do shots. We're drinking shots. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. We Real got quick. close. He's in the 40s. That was like an event. Real quick. That was How fun. How old is Terrence Mann? How old is he? 24. 22. Is that right? Three? 22? That young? 22. Is he young? He's young. 22. He's, he's he played young ball fella? with Donovan in AAU. He's 24. He's 24. Yeah, 24. Huh. See? I see my That's so right. funny because the caller said, no, we're talking about the young players. And I was just curious because Terrence, never, never mind. Never mind. Well, Terrence well, Mann was the name of Jeremy's character. I'm just, I'm just messing. I'm just messing because I know you're probably still listening. It's yeah. all good. Listen, yeah. here's the thing about the thing that I love now about this particular phase of the postseason. Can you tell us on the other side? Yeah. Okay, do, do that. Come Plus, do we, have a, we have someone on the line. Laura, tell this man, Dennis, not to go anywhere because he, he claims to be a hypnotherapist for sports anxiety, okay? Ooh, I want to hear that. All right, so I want to hear from him too. 
And I want to hear from you, LZ. So we're going to do that on the other side, plus what you need to know. So we're back in two and a half minutes.